Welcome, everyone. This is On The Line. It's Tuesday, June 21st, and we are back after a wild weekend that saw four national meets, three of which were national championships spread across the West Coast and the East Coast. We will get into all of that today, along with some thoughts about the New Jersey Meet of Champions and the upcoming U-20 championships in Eugene, which will determine which athletes get to go to Columbia for the World Athletics U-20 Championships. Uh, I'm Corey Mall here with my co-hosts, Olivia Ekpone and Ashley Titians, and uh, I'm excited to see you girls. I saw you girls all weekend. How are you feeling? <laughs> Woo! Well, I must say, I'm very proud. Ashley got up and ran every single <laughs> yeah. day. So I did. Ashley, I did. Ashley did fantastic, but it was so good to actually meet Ashley in person and just be with you guys along with the mile split crews as always. So it was a great time this weekend yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah, it was a blast being with y'all. My first official mile split, you know, travel. That was really fun. And yes, I did run every day. You know, the grind never stops. The grind never stops. Impre- I mean, impressively over 20 miles for Ashley too. Uh, kind yes. of crazy to think about. <laughs> Mileage can't dip, Miles. even for the trot, even for the travel. <laughs> the lesson for you folks out there. All right, let's get into it. Last Wednesday was the first of our four national meets uh, on the docket in Seattle, Washington. Was Brooks PR? It was held at the University of Washington at the Huskies uh, track. We saw some particular history there with Simeon Birnbaum breaking four minutes for the mile, becoming the 17th high schooler to do it, fifth this year alone. Olivia, I'm going to start with you. What can we say about this performance? Well, I must say, Corey, because I remember you text Ashley and I. You were like another sub four minute mile happened. I'm thinking, wait, who was it? Who like who else are we waiting to do this? And to find out it was Simeon was absolutely incredible. I honestly it came to me as a shock. I honestly was not expecting this, but it just shows how much you you just never know what's going to happen in track and field. So this guy was coming in with a C time of 4.07. Then to drop a 3.59.51, that's insane. It's crazy to me. So I'm just like even thinking about this season's technically not even over yet, but just to kind of even think what could potentially happen next year because we have a few returners that have broken sub four already, such as like Connor Burns. So it's just exciting to see that this, I think, is the year of the sub four minute mile i don't know if you guys can agree but i'm happy we got five under now so i i guess the question still continues Corey and ashley who's next and this is super exciting to just see this unfold ashley what's the shock value for you here with simeon i mean well first off the kid from south dakota wow pretty cool <laughs> i mean i think honestly the biggest shock factor here is it's such a big improvement upon what I'd, he had been running already this season and even last year too. Like he came in running a 407 already at this outdoor season. So he shaves off more than seven seconds there. Once you get to those elite times, it's really hard to be shaving off seconds like that in a mile. So to get seven seconds off in one race, I mean, that's really impressive. And then just last year, you know, outdoor looking at the year to year improvement. He, he didn't break 420 in the 1600 meter last year outdoors. I mean, to go from that to now you're, you know, one of the five to go sub four this year, that's that's really impressive. You know what, though? He was 15 years old last year, and this year he's 16. I remember a couple of years ago, Reinhard Harrison ran 401, closest guy to sub four we had gotten at that age. Um, many people know Jakob Ingebrigtsen is the youngest to ever run sub four at 16. Well, based on Simeon's Instagram account, uh, he said he's the first American to do it, and I and I think I'm pretty sure that he is as well because, you know, if Reinhardt was the closest, he obviously did it, 16 years old. Um, 359.51 was the official result. And even watching that race, I mean, you didn't expect him to be there because, you know, it was pretty wild. It did wind up a considerable amount in the last uh, lap, and it really needed a, a huge kick. But for him to come away with that was definitely the, the biggest shock. Um you know, you know, you guys, I, I talk about entertainment a lot. Uh, my girlfriend makes me watch 90 Day Fiance. And there is currently <laughs> a guy Good job, Kat. by the name of Jabril <laughs> who's in Rapid City. So, you know, Jabril might not be the most famous person in Rapid City anymore. It might be Simeon Birnbaum. Uh, but uh, we're going to go move on from this. Obviously, a great job from Simeon. Hopefully, we'll hear much more from him in the future. Let's get to other events at Brooks PR. What kind of caught your eye? on the track here in Seattle and Ashley, I'll start with you. 
Well, looking at Brooks PR, so the the race that kind of capped off the meet there was pretty incredible. You got the girls' mile, Juliet Whitaker, Sadie Engelhart, the senior versus the freshman, came down to fractions of a second to determine this winner here. They both ran 436. You had Whitaker getting the win in 436.24, Sadie getting the second place in 436.50. That was number seven all-time outdoor performance for Juliet there in that race, and she repeated. She won it last year, so she repeated as the champion, and now she's going to look ahead to U20s this weekend, so that was a pretty electrifying way to um, you know, end Brooks PR there, and I thought that was... That was pretty remarkable. No doubt. Olivia, what about you? I'm not going to steal your thunder on this one because we're going to be talking about the girls' two-mile, but that is one of them that I was really impressed with. But also, Christine Mallard uh, from Mansfield Legacy will be going to USC in the fall. She won the 400 meters in a 52-1-2 for a new personal best, and we have a new U.S. leader in this event, which is super exciting here. What also caught my eye, I was just kind of looking through her mile split profile and just kind of looking at the – just her progression and just when things start to like, I don't want to say click because she's just been tapping into it. Um, but this is the first time she's broken 53 seconds this outdoor season. Outdoor season. Her previous best was 52.66 from AU Junior Olympics last year. And I say that because I feel like this girl gets stronger and she's getting more fit as the season continues because we're seeing these 52s now toward later in the season. I think that's honestly perfect because now – thinking about just where she's starting, where she's going, right? Like just thinking about indoor and thinking about outdoor, you have states, but for some of these athletes, it continues. So, you know, we're, we're talking U20s and just like having a very long season for these athletes. And I'm just not sure if that will continue with her, just knowing that she's going to be going to college in the fall. But this girl is strong right now. 52-1, huge personal best for her. So Christine Mallard, she definitely caught my eye at Brooks PR this weekend. You were referring to the the girls' two-mile earlier with Dahlia Frias and Irene Riggs, who both ran uh, under the former national record held by Brie Oakley back in 2017. They went 950.70. Dahlia did. Irene went 950.72. That makes it, based on, you know, if we accept the 3,200-meter conversions, which you guys obviously didn't last last week, but if we do, (laughs) that gives us five girls under 10 minutes on the year, which is pretty remarkable, but this this race in particular, Olivia, I do want to get your thoughts on it. Did we expect Dahlia, maybe a Dahlia, but Irene to kind of stay with her? What were your thoughts on on how this unfolded and, and maybe the record uh, by which they ran? You just answered my my. You took the answer out of my mouth. Essentially, I I feel like we I could see this happening with Dahlia. Congratulations to her on just breaking this two mile national record and. Irene Riggs has just been, I feel like, coasting right underneath the radar all season. And then, boom, to be two hundredths, two hundredths of a second off of Dahlia Frias. Like, it was just literally a hair that we're talking about. I thought that was just amazing running from her. And just to see that happening at Brooks PR, it honestly was a shock to me. But I'm just super proud of her just kind of sticking with the front there with Dahlia and just being pushed that way. Like, this is what track and field's all about, just the competition, yeah. things like that. And we saw the best come from both athletes from this race. And as, as much as we're seeing records on the boys' side, I mean, on the girls' side, obviously, when you break 10, that is a fantastic result. It's a historic one. We had a lot of yeah. girls do it indoors. We have five, basically, with the conversion doing it this time. Irene Riggs, by the way, is only a junior so she yep. has another year left. Uh, she's definitely one to watch. The The only other race that I, I definitely wanted to mention, is it was the, the 800, the boys 800, which was absolutely wild. I mean, Colin Salmon ended up winning in 148.07, but we had three guys at 148. Nick Plant went 148.52. Gary Martin went 148.59. And when you look at this race, I actually was kind of surprised because for the first time all season, I feel like Colin Salmon got in a bad position. He was... He was boxed in for, for much of the race. He didn't want to be, but it was a huge field. And, you know, he kind of had to navigate out of pressure. And I it, he did so. He showed his poise. He showed why he's the best runner in the country. And I think this race proved it. Uh, and he won in 148.07. I mean, obviously, you can run faster, but sometimes it is about winning in those pressure moments. And he certainly did that. And then uh, one last shout out. Charlie Sexton, 10-4-1 in the 100. We, we talked to him a couple weeks back, and he was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm doing any races after this, but he certainly did. He did Brooks PR, and he won. So congrats to you. 
All right, let's move on to the national championships across the country. We were personally at Adidas Outdoor Nationals in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, let's start there. Uh, Olivia, I mean, there's a lot to go down, but when we focus on the matchups here, what was some of the, your favorite matchups to, to watch go down this weekend? Goodness gracious. Uh, we talked about pole vault all year, and I think the biggest highlight and Ashley and I have talked about this on the ground as part of that. We are here video. And a lot of you guys are like, yeah, we're so excited for this hundred. Let's talk about the championship boys. Hundred meters. We had, there was a lot happening. There was a lot of conversation about Jordan Ware going into this race. Lots of conversations about Michael Larry. We did not include Darion Ard who grabbed yeah. the victory. He's in the middle of your screen right now. 10.25 with a 2.5 win. So just over the the libel limit there but nigel ancrum snuck in there for a second with a 1029 jordan ware was third 1034 so unfortunately that streak that he was just going after ended in north carolina but nonetheless a great race and then michael larry was fourth with a 1039 i know ashley and i we were talking about this essentially throughout the weekend that we were like this is one of the biggest matchups we are going to see. We have a handful of the nation's top sprinters. We had one gentleman that just snuck in there, and Ard was just, like, super pumped. He's an athlete that will be going to Arkansas State in the fall, and he definitely told us we have to remember his name. So don't forget that gentleman uh, just moving forward in his career. But another event, and I we did talk about this too, was the boys' pole vault. What was interesting is Sam Kendrick's – or yeah, Sam Kendrick's brother actually competed – at this meet, John Scott Kendricks was the winner here. He did a phenomenal job. It was a great battle between him and Alan Rago. And I know Corey and I had a chance to just get to know him over the years. He'll be going to Georgia. Um, but John Scott Kendricks, just a junior from Mississippi. And it was great competition. throughout The, the whole entire pole vault event itself took about three, four hours just because it was so intense. And here we have the video of john scott kendrick's going and clearing that bar so the bar was set at 1610 which was a new best for him he was going into the meet with a 168 personal best he then had three attempts at 17 feet which actually would tie his brother's high school best um so we're again we're seeing a junior up and coming here from mississippi it's going to be absolutely incredible to see what he does for the upcoming year and he's going after Sam Kendrick's best and all the things. So we have a rising star well, in the pole. One ball. of my first questions to you after you were down there watching it, I said, well, did he get any of that from Sam Kendrick's? And, you know, potentially John, John had a good answer for this, right? He had an amazing answer. So again, this was Sunday. It was Father's Day. So it meant everything in the world to win this competition in honor of Father's Day. And his father has been to every single meet has never skipped a beat. And he said, honestly, my dad's the one giving me all the tips right now. And he's been really helping me. So shout out to dad, who's just been doing an incredible job with his kids in this pole vault competition. I see what you did there, Olivia. I see it and I like it. All right, <laughs> Ashley, let's go to you. Adidas Outdoor Nationals. All right. I have a matchup that I think kind of went under the radar almost a little bit. In the girls' 100-meter hurdles, we saw Fallon Spearman take the win over the freshman from Florida, Chelsea Williams, Spearman is a senior from North Carolina. Spearman was coming off of, she just with, traveled back from Brooks PR where she finished third in the 100-meter hurdles there. But then she came back to compete in her home state, ran a PR of 13.55. Chelsea Williams finished second in 13.83. Both were PRs for the two. U.S. number five for Spearman, too, as well. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning, too, that Chelsea Williams is a really, really talented freshman here from Florida. Um, she was the Florida Class 4A state runner-up in the 100-meter hurdles. She was the champion in the long jump and the triple jump, and then second in the 300-meter hurdles. So she's going to be one to watch. And she also finished – she also competed um, in the triple – or excuse me, the long jump at Adidas Outdoor Nationals, and she finished second there as well. And so I think she's going to be someone to really, you know – pay attention to as we continue forward because she's still got three more years. And that was one of the big things here at Adidas. We saw middle school, national elite, and championships. So we're seeing a lot of young talent come up. Uh, definitely looking out for her. All right, on, on my end, you know, I think overall over three days, we had a ton of great matchups. I mean, some of mm -hmm. the biggest moments for me were just those finishes at the line. Um, I'll, I'll match what you said, Olivia, with the pole vault. Uh, great boys championship competition, but on the girls' side too, 
Tessa Mudd versus Kenna Stimmel might have been the, the best matchup overall uh, of the meet. Both of those girls are over 14 feet, and it was a friendly competition. I did see that. But when it the pressure was there, I, I think both these girls sort of answered it. I mean, very, you know, up until they got to 13-9, um, they were pretty much were clearing their bars on the first or second attempts. And then once it went to 14-3, then that's where things got a little tricky. Tessa Mudd ended up clearing 14-3.25. Kenna uh, didn't get past those attempts there, but she went 13-9.25. That, that was a great competition on the pole vault. On the boys' side, the mile was absolutely bonkers at the line. Brady Yanks ended up winning in 4-12-5-8, but it wasn't without a strong charge from Timothy Roden of Central Dolphin in the final moments there. Uh Jordan Ware in the 200, you mentioned the 100. I think he got back his win uh, after yes, losing in, in the 200, 21-1-0, and I think he was definitely happy about that. Uh, but Nigel Ankrum, I mean, I'll talk about him more later, finished second there. He had overall a really big weekend. And then one of the best matchups, I think, on the second night under the lights, uh, only three boys were in the 5K, I think, uh, and it was Parker Bimbala of Center Grove versus Spencer Wolf of Forest Park. That was a mental matchup. It really was um, just you had to focus that entire race. Spencer led large portions. Parker was working off of his hip. Parker made a move. Spencer came back. Parker eventually ended up getting the win there in 14-5-8. Spencer, who's headed to Louisville in the in the fall, uh, was second in 15-04. Didn't like his finish, but... You know, I said to him afterwards, I think, dude, you ran a really great race. You'll get plenty of them in the future. So um, good stuff from them and many others. But let's move on to this weekend's MVP at Adidas Outdoor Nationals. If you had to choose one or two athletes, who are your MVPs? Ashley, I'll go to you first. <laughs> well, I want to talk about Jamesia Ford. She is the junior from Jack Britt in North Carolina. And boy, did she put on a show. She won the 400 first in a new PR of 5342. She doubled back an hour later, only an hour later, to win the 200 in 2357. So we had the 400 there that went off around 1 o'clock and then the 200 that went off at 2 o'clock. I mean, that's a really quick turnaround to do something like that. She also won the previous day the National Elite 100 meters in a, a new time of 11.59. She's one who, she finished third this year at the North Carolina Class 4A States in the 400 and seventh in the 200. But she returned to Greensboro and got two championship wins. And she she was pretty gassed, but I mean, rightfully so. And as you can <laughs> tell, I, I got to talk to her after the 400. Um, and, and she, <laughs> it was funny, Olivia was watching me as I was interviewing her, but I was talking to her about her 400 win. Then all of a sudden she was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> she was so gassed and she was, but she was so happy. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to let you be and let you recover before this 200. And here she is. She posted it to her Instagram and was kind of <laughs> laughing about it, which I thought was funny. But she, I mean, hey, she had two great races here at Adidas. And so I think she's definitely my me MVP. Olivia, what about you? Yeah, I, I want to piggyback on what Ashley was talking about, because I had a chance to talk with her after her 200. I was like, are you good? She's like, I'm, I'm good this time. <laughs> but yeah, just like literally an hour later, I asked her, I was like, how do you do that? Like you had the toughest race out of, you know, the 400 and the 200. And she's like, I just had to keep going. I was like, is this a workout for you today? She's like, pretty much so. So she, she has a lot of big goals that she's looking looking to achieve uh in her track and field career and so she she handled her business did the 400 200 double one of the toughest doubles to to actually occur so kudos to jamesia for for just an amazing performance there my pick this guy i feel like was all over the track this weekend my mvp is austin gallant he is from virginia he is has graduated from Battlefield High School. He's going to Penn State in the fall. And he just had an amazing, amazing Adidas Outdoor Nationals. I know we have a clip of one of his races that we're going to bring to you guys in just a moment. Here it is. First of all, he anchored Battlefield to its first ever national title in the Swedish relay, which was really exciting. But this right here Gary is Martin's his favorite race, leg. by the way. Gary Martin's favorite race. Gary Martin's favorite race. <laughs> and here we have Austin. This is him anchoring the 4x4. 
and again, he was in second place getting that baton. And you can already see just from the beginning of the video, the margins that he had to work with. And this was after he finished fourth in the 400 meters with a 48.08. And I feel like he was disappointed. You can kind of see it in his face that he was really, even after the Swedish relay, I, I spoke with him and his team. He's like, I'm preparing for this 400 meters. That's where my eyes are on it. And, you know, coming in fourth, still an All-American, so great performance there. But I think he wanted to redeem himself and bring home another national title for his team. And it was just a bittersweet moment for Battlefield and for himself. It was the, their last time competing together. You can kind of sense the emotion amongst the four gentlemen there. And it, it was just a remarkable Adidas Outdoor Nationals for Austin. So, Austin, you are my MVP of this weekend for this meet. I do have a question for you, um, curious. So he ran three 400s over three days, basically. Yes. Two of them were in the relays. The one where he struggled was in the individual-based one. I think it goes unsaid sometimes. You know, people, kids always talk about, I want to I run for my team. Uh, I really want to have a good performance for my teammates. But a lot of times, I think y you, because you're running for your team, you have this sort of uh, group think that allows you to sort of prosper in those situations. There's less pressure on you. In an individual race where you have all of your interest in it, sometimes it's harder to compete in those races. What do you think? Do you think part of that is, like, what are your thoughts on balancing individual versus team responsibilities, and, and, and even in this case, too? Yeah, it could be a challenge at times. I know I struggled with that all the time. And again, it's, you know, track and field is very mental. Like think about running the 400 meters by, you already said it, Corey, by yourself, doing it alone, no one else. But when you have a relay, I think it switches your mindset. It's like, okay, I'm not just doing this for myself. I want to contribute and I don't want to let the team down. It's like, I have to pull my weight when it comes to this. And so for him to run on that Swedish relay, bring that victory home, again, a very emotional. And then, when it's your last event, especially when it comes to that four by four, you're like, this is it. This is the last time I'm representing Battlefield. This is my last time running with these boys. I'm going to leave it out on the track, everything I have. So it could be a challenge. And I know for many athletes, it could be a, a major th thing that they're working through. And I know I was one of those athletes I was working through it too. It's just, it's a totally different mental aspect when you're running by yourself with blocks <laughs> and then just having a baton in your hand. So again, it just sure. comes with time and practice and just knowing what your goals are. Absolutely. All right. A uh, couple MVPs on my end. I'm kind of uh, going against the grain here with two, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Had to mention Nigel Ancrum of Spring Valley. I mean, he, you know, he competed all three days, uh, National Elite 100. He decided to enter even though he was in the championship because he wanted to get in his rounds first on Friday. He ran 10-4 and 10-5-6. National Elite won that. The next day, he finishes second in the 100 with a 10-2-9 uh, win-dated PR. Very good performance there. And he goes 21-3-5 in the 200 later to finish second. So he wasn't a guy I think many expected to really be in that contention to win, uh, but he was. And I think he really showed himself what kind of talent he could be. He's only a junior. He talked about recruiting, important period for him. So I definitely think he really showed himself well. And then my next one is Shaquille Lavender. Obviously, she's she's a middle schooler going into high school next year. She ran 13.60 for the 33-inch hurdles national elite there. That's one of the best eighth-grade times ever, only behind Tia Jones. Um, important to note here is that the, the hurdles for national elite, 33 inches, that's high school. Middle school would have been 30 inches. So maybe getting a step on her competition already going up to the 33 height. Uh, she also would go on to run in a couple relays. I think she's... Certainly one of Virginia's best up-and-coming talents and had a very good performance there. All right, we are going to move to New Balance Nationals Outdoor, which took place in Franklin Field, Philadelphia this weekend. First off, great meet. I, I think when you look at the three mates, might have been the best one overall. But let's start with the teams. Which teams that went to, to New Balance had the best showings overall and why? Ashley, I think you have of one here that we all pr pretty much agree with. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think everyone can look at the results and see that Bullis, as a team, pretty much dominated, um, you know, especially in the relays and such. For the girls' side, you had the girls' relay squads for Bullis here, the team from Maryland. They won the 4x1 in a 45-96, won the 4x2 with a 134-68. That's U.S. number one. And then you have them winning the 4x4 again in 340 83 which lowered their own u.s number one time here 
And they featured a wide variety of athletes across, you know, those three events. I mean, they have extreme depth. Um, and so just to honestly dominate the, all of those sprint relays there was really impressive. Um, six, actually, titles overall for Bulls of the School um, for, at New Balance Outdoors this year. So it's, I mean, they're always a team that's going to produce elite talent, and they're going to show up to these big meets, and they're going to win national titles. Olivia, any other thoughts there? Uh, Ashley said it all. Uh, Bullis was on the radar. They came, handled business, and they they let everyone know we're the team out here. You know, representing Maryland, and they even had a lot of great individual uh, athletes as well. I'm thinking about Milo Green. She's one of the first girls that comes into mind in the 400 meter hurdles, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But Bullis definitely, whew, they were they came prepared and ready to win. And I know Corey, you have a handful of athletes. Um, and teams that we're going to dive into a little bit that I completely agree with. I'm going to also keep it in the DMV when I think of which relay teams kind of stood out to me. We've seen Riverdale Baptist throughout the course of the indoor and outdoor season really just execute a lot of great things. And they actually won the Swedish medley relay. I don't know why I'm feeling the Swedish medley relay for the show today, but they outran the field of competition by a whole second and they won the title with a 155.25. So Riverdale Baptist still have my eyes on them. And of course the Bullis school. Yeah. And Bullis, I agree too. I mean, Jolie was able to get a lot from them this meet and Aiden McDuffie in particular in the 200 was the surprise winner there, especially when you consider Tamar's McCollum was coming off the hundred meter win. He was the U S one guy. And I think when you looked at the field, he probably was the guy along with Nicholas Harbor that, you know, most people expected to compete for a win, but Aiden McDuffie, Really great performance there, 20.95. Uh, uh, Bullis was a major team. They were, you know, omnipresent around, you know, Franklin Field with their jerseys. But the UC jersey was ubiquitous as well from New Jersey. Motor City, uh, Ohio Speed had a strong contingent. Ann Arbor Pioneer, uh, Detroit Renaissance out of Michigan. I think they really, uh, after their state meet, they decided, what, what are we going to do? They were strong too, and, and Colts next. So, really strong team performances overall at New Balance and, and some great stuff. We're going to move to the individual side of things, because obviously it's about winning your individual event sometimes. So um, Olivia, I'll start with you. Which particular athletes stood out to you in a big way here? Thank you for making it plural because I have four uh, <laughs> particular athletes. I, I, I couldn't resist. There were so many great performances from New Balance. So, of course, I mentioned Myla Green from Bullet School uh, won the 400 meter hurdles in a U.S. number three time. It took a major personal best of 58.27 to do that. Our guy, Gary Martin, won the mile 403. That concluded his season kind of bittersweet, um, but I'm excited what he does at the University of Virginia. I think the one athlete that we were really eyeballing from New Balance, Kate Flat, our buddy Kate Flat here, lowered the number two all-time performance in the 800 meters. So this first 400 was 51.15. He then clocked a 146.48, just off the national record of 146.45. And Corey, I know you asked me this question a few shows ago. You're like, what do you do if you're Cade Flat? Do you go to teen nationals, like the seniors, or do you do U20s? And I'm like, honestly, it depends on what his goals are. And I feel like breaking that national record is the ultimate goal for the rest of this season. So, of course, he will be competing in the senior division at USA's this upcoming week, which I think is a great strategy, especially just knowing what his goals are. He's trying can to we, break that 146.45. Can we jump on yeah. that real you quick? Wanna... I, I want to get let's jump on, it. on on all of us because, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the big story of 2022. Ashley, what are your thoughts on going to USA's versus U20s in this in this case? I mean, hey, if he's really trying to go big and really go after it, I mean, maybe do the seniors. I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, that's really what would push him to that time if that's really his goal is trying to get that national record. Um, and that's – it's different. In this race, he kind of, you know, he had a pacer set him out, and it's different when you're in a race with, you know – other competition around you as well, not just a pacer. And so I think mm -hmm. if he can get in that some, you know, some sort of race situation where he has that, then, you know, that could potentially help him shave off just those few fractions of a second there. Yeah. I have a suggestion for Kate. I don't know if he watches on the line. Um, <laughs> my suggestion to you is, is mark your objectives before you get to USA's what is going to be success for you. You know, 
obviously everyone thinks you know you're capable of running that high school national record now if it comes or if it doesn't i mean is that going to be basically how you remember from high school i don't think so so i feel like if you're someone like kate flat going to usa as seniors you got to have an intention and and you got to be happy walking away with you know a performance that is a record or isn't a record because at the end of the day like yes you know getting a national record matters and you'll be remembered you might be remembered as the best high school 800 meter record or 800 meter runner of all time but you've done enough this season that people will remember your name for a long long time it doesn't matter if you get it at this point or not because you have kind of changed the game as, as far as what it takes to be a personality a charismatic person what will get people talking about you i think he's sort of changed it in, in a big way and whether it gets it or not um i, I think it's besides the point but uh you gotta have an objective and i think does he have a chance to make a team i don't i don't know i think it's possible probably unlikely but uh hey it's kate flat anything can happen um olivia yeah. we'll go back to you i'm sorry for for we just wanted to jump on that real quick what are what are your other athletes mm-hmm. here uh, real quick on Kate Flat, this was his third one, excuse me, his second 146. And just knowing how close he is, he's there. And I agree completely with what you said, Corey. Like, this guy's going to be remembered. He's been very consistent all season. We know he's going after it. Um, but also to what Ashley said as well, like, Judson Lincoln led him. Was it the first, like, five, 600 of that race? So it makes it different now, yeah. like Ashley yeah. 500 or so. Um, and so the fact that now he will have people pushing him all the way through, just like what he had at the trials and miles, it, it's, I feel like is going to make the difference too. He was set up perfectly, literally just was a few hundreds away. So I, I'm all in support of Cade Flat. If he makes the team, awesome. If not, I, I don't feel like that's the objective. He's going after this national record. One other athlete, and then I will pass it off to Ashley. Alexandra Kelly is my last athlete that really has caught my eye. This girl from Rocky Point out in New York, she's a Princeton signee, capped off the jump series. So it took her the final jump to, to win this title in the triple jump. 43 feet in a quarter inch was not win legal, but still the fact that you even got to 43 feet is incredible. So Alexandra Kelly is definitely a star that we should be keeping our eyes out for. She competes for Princeton. Awesome. Ashley, what do you got here? All right. I want to talk here about Hannah Boyle. That was quite a race she had in the girls mile here. She Wins in 4.42.11. She is from New York. But the thing that, the kicker here, she had a 65-second last lap. I mean, that's something that, I mean, that's like 800 speed right there that she's tapping into like that. You don't see that, like, ever in a last 400 of a mile. She just gutted it out to get that win in 4.42. She's now number three all-time in New York behind two pretty big athletes, Mary Kane and Caitlin Tuohy. So... I think that she, that's just an electrifying performance right there, just to go so fast on a last lap when usually you're pretty gassed, you know, at that point in the race in the mile. And I think that's, that was pretty, pretty shocking. Not bad company to be in. All right. On the boys' side, I got Alexander Smith of Hilliard Darby, Ohio, 25 3 in the long jump, 7.71 meters, beating a very good field there. He's going to get his name out there. Tamars McCollum, uh, kind of repping his US 100 here, goes up against Roderick Pleasant. Uh, the U.S. two guy, the California record holder, Carter Cockerstein, um, ends up winning in ten seventeen win legal or win win dated uh, five point five uh, tailwind. So uh, good 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 effort from him. Devin Kipiego, what can't this teenager do? Uh, he was fourth in the mile <laughs> after running at Brooks PR four oh seven, uh, and he ends up running the DMR for an anchor. Ends up getting ninth with his team there, but he ends up winning the steeple, the two K steeple in five. 48-15, number three all time, and he's a junior. He doesn't have a lot of experience with it. I think based on what Kyle wrote, it, he basically was jumping into it, see if he could do it. He's an athlete. But I think this kid can make a run at the national record next year based on that. That time is 540 by Nathan Mountain. Devin Capiego, you have an opportunity at this point to, to go after the steeple record. Um, and then uh, Tarek O'Hagan Robinson, we were going to, we're trying to get Tarek on the show wasn't happening because he's actually flying out to Oregon as we speak uh, for the U-20s. But it's it's worth mentioning here. First in the shot put, 66-3. Uh, 
first in the hammer, 241-1, and ninth in the discus. I want to bring up uh, an Instagram from his coach because uh, Mark Pitt um, kind of mentioned how Tarek just has had an insane year. He's one of the best, I think, throwing seasons of all time. Um, He wrote, Tarek does it again, winning his seventh national title of the calendar year on his last high school throw of his career. He was behind four centimeters going into the round six and unleashed his throw of 66-3 in the shot put to take that title at New Balance Nationals. Um, It's been an insane ride for Tarek, and I know we all know that he is one of the best throwers of all time. Any other thoughts here, Mm -hmm. Olivia, on on Tarek? Because we didn't get him on the show, but we definitely wanted to see what his thoughts were. Impressive. Just solid word impressive for to cap off his senior year i just think this very bar for what is to come when it comes to these throwers he really just elevated himself this year to just make these these best to put every time he steps on the ring we're going to see something fantastic from him which whatever event it is and regardless of what throwing event it is Tarek is the real deal so i'm so excited to see what he does um next year Ashley, any other thoughts before we move on? I'll add in. He's from Rhode Island. He's going to Mississippi next year. That's a big little little haul there that he's going to take. But, hey, I mean, he's been, as I've seen, very consistently improving from year to year, which that can be hard to do, especially, you know, you can have hiccups here and there. But to keep consistently improving year after year throughout your whole high school career, I mean, it paid off for him. He's going to Mississippi next year. Yeah. So. He was part of the Bash Brothers, as we know, Olivia, uh, yes, last year. The Bash Brothers. The Wound yep. Socket Bash Bros. <laughs> or throw, throw TMC, I think I tried to make it happen, but it didn't happen. It um, didn't happen. It, no. It, it didn't happen. But <laughs> we, we certainly are big fans of, of Tarek, and, and Mark's doing an awesome job there as well at Wound Socket. They're headed to U20s. We'll see if he can make a team and then head to Ole Miss. All right. Next up. NSAF, that was at Hayward Field, Eugene, Oregon, four days. It was a long meet. A lot of good stuff happened. Uh, Olivia, I'll go back to you for starters. Yes, uh, you have one athlete I'm not going to steal your thunder for again coming up in the girls' mile, which I – or 800, no, take excuse it. me. So. Take it, take it. Okay, Addie Wiley, I was really impressed with her. Rocking the shades, setting the tone. We all she love did her the thing. shades. So, we we all love the love shades. The, shade. <laughs> the speed glasses. I loved it, loved it. But coming down from that event, talking about the sprints, Mia Braw-Pedersen, I feel like was just all over the track in Hayward Field in Oregon. She took second in the 100 behind Autumn Wilson, who ran 11.33. Mia finished with 11.36. Autumn Wilson, huge shout-out to you for just an amazing season that you've had and just, you know, winning that 100 as well. Mia, which they've been battling. Every time we've seen them, they've been kind of going back and forth. So uh, Autumn had the better day in the 100, but Mia bounced back in that 200 meters and won the title with a 23.25. I do believe she was on the Lake Oswego's 4 by one not quite sure about the four by four, but I, I'm like 90% sure she was on that four by one. So another busy week for Mia. We and she's just a sophomore, I believe. So um, we're going to be seeing a lot of Mia in the upcoming years. She's from yes, yeah, class of 2004. So we still have a couple more years with her, a couple more seasons. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Mia just turns uh, and puts Oregon on the map when it comes to the sprints. It's going to be an exciting one for her. Ashley, you have someone that we've talked about before. Well, yeah, a couple times or more. Oh, just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Rusheen Willis here at NSAF. She won the 400, doubling back from a 400 at Brooks PR, where she finished second in 53-23. Here she runs 52-64, U.S. number four for the outdoor season this year. She's been running a couple 400s, you know, since that historic two-flat race that she had at the Wisconsin State Meet. So she must tuning up that, you know, that speed ahead of U20s. We'll see um, if that, you know, ends up paying off for her. But I think that was pretty impressive coming down from the 800 to the 400 this week. Yeah, I, I want to add, yeah. we definitely saw we definitely saw speed from Rusheen. To be honest with you, 52.6, that is incredible. That is amazing. I was expecting, that's elite timing for Rasheen and any girl I feel like that hits 52. So the fact that Rasheen is able to run two flat and drop it down to 52.6, she definitely has the strength and she definitely showed us this weekend she has the speed as well. I'm kind of upset in in the, the entries for USATF 800. We have Juliet, Rasheen, and we did have Sophia, but she scratched. So 
I mean, can you imagine if we got those three girls, you know, the, you know, I'm not going to say maybe they're besties, but they're definitely friends. But we had those three girls all in 800 <laughs> for the USA at Worlds. That, that would be a story in itself. It's dominant. Um, I like it. Yeah. But um, on the, the boys side here, I got to mention Landon Helms of Emmett, Idaho, uh, scored over 7,000 points in the decathlon, which is number 19 all time. Very few guys in high school have scored over 7,000. It's a very hard thing to do over 10 events. And I think the decathlon doesn't get enough credit. It's hard to cover the event uh, sometimes because they're spread across um, all, all those sections and, 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 and times. But Landon Helms, good job, my guy. And then uh, the Niwot girls of, of Boulder, Colorado, just went out and tore things up. DMR win, 11.33. It's a new U.S. one time, number 12 all time. Um, they, they ran 11.33 last year as well, so they equaled that. And then in the four-by-mile, they went 19.48, which is just – three seconds behind what they ran last year against Saratoga Springs. Um, a couple teams have gone under 20 minutes this year. Flower Mound has the new national record, Saratoga Springs, Niwad. I mean, we have some historic programs running really great distance uh, times this year. My last guy to, to focus on is Franco Pora. He won the 5K at, at NSAF Nationals. 14:32. He is just a sophomore from San Antonio. Uh, he runs for uh, a TAP school, which means he runs for a very small, privatized school. Doesn't get a chance very often to run against the public Texas teams. And so, uh, I've been told actually from his coach that they might go off off the cuff next year. Him and Marcelo, and and maybe run independently like a lot of kids have been doing in, in recent years, just as get themselves challenged more often. Um, I could really see Franco and Marcelo um, actually elevating next year in a big way. So congrats to him. All right. Uh, the, the national meet of the week was actually the New Jersey meet of champions out there. Um, and some really good performances. A lot of kids doubled back from nationals to get there to meet of champs. Um, Ashley, we'll start with you first because we have a very good kind of human interest story here. Yeah. So I want to talk about Malachi James just – a sophomore from Willingboro. He completed the short sprint double. He won the 100 and the 200, 10.54 in the 100, and 21.73 in the 200. Both win, none, none of them were win legal, but it's a great story because, well, first off, he is the first sophomore boy to win two events at the Meet of Champions since 2009, so that's, that's pretty significant. And he ends the season as the number 10 sophomore in the 100, number 18 sophomore in the 200. However, the human interest part here comes in that he apparently fractured his hip in September playing football. That's a big injury. And he was told that, hey, you may not be able to compete outdoors and indoors. Um, but he certainly healed from that significant setback. And he was very thankful just to be on, you know, on that stage of the, the meet of champions. When we talked to him, he had the following to say after his two wins. He said, I was thanking God. I fractured my hip playing football back in September, and I was told I probably wouldn't be able to run indoors and outdoors. But I never gave up and kept working hard and was finally able to come back in May. I just feel blessed to be back running. So that's pretty cool to see. Absolutely. And I'm Facebook friends with his dad, Troy, uh, online, and had to be a big Father's Day moment, too. Father's Day was on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Troy coaches him and always posts about his performances. So had to be a very good day for both Malachi and his father, as you see sort of a lot of that stuff pay off. Um, on the on the girls' side, Christina Nwachuka, I'm sorry, I botched her name, uh, of Kent Place, uh, she went 11.93, the 100, and 56.09, the 400, um, actually completing a pretty difficult double there. So congrats to her. Olivia, what do you got here for me? Yes, course. Corey, as you mentioned, there were a handful of athletes that doubled back from New Balance just up the way and then also going back and running the New Jersey Meet of Champions. And can we just say, I think we're officially done with state meets now. So I feel like since end of April, May, it's just been like states after states after states. And I, I think we're finally done. Angelina Perez capped it all off from Lakeland Regional High School, doubled back again from New Balance. So on Friday... She got the title that she's been chasing for. She clocked a 10.03.18 in the two-mile, and she hit the mile mark in a 4.58.99, which is super impressive right there. So that is how she capped off the beginning of the championships. 
The following day, she lined up at the New Jersey Media Champions in the 3,200 meters, and then she clocked a 10.29.04 to win that title there. So huge congratulations, Angelina Perez. She's just been getting after it. We saw her compete again at East Bay, Corey. So just seeing her throughout the course of cross country, we saw her during the indoor season and now finally outdoor season, gets the national title and a state title all within less than 48 hours of each other. So that that's a huge feat right there. Best Jersey distance runner of all time. I can agree with you there. Most oh, it was my, I was a question, but uh, I will agree that's with a, you yes. on the question. Yes. I will agree. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we agree. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That was a phenomenal double for, for Angelina on back-to-back days. All right. Before we end the show, we are going to dip into the USA track and field U20 championships, June 23rd and 25th that are being held at Hayward field concurrently with USA seniors. We got these kids trying to get to a world team. It's going to be in Columbia uh, this year in August. And I mean, we got, we got, incredible names going down the line here you know i'll go to you olivia anything stand out of all the names we have in some of these events yes i'm I'm looking at the girls 100 meters right here and what it looks like we have jayla jameson mia bra Pedersen, autumn wilson shanti jackson shanti jackson and victoria perot this is going to be really interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to the girls' 100. Also, that boys' 100, too. We have Jordan Anthony, who I don't know has gotten the tweet back um, about a race happening. But I'm super excited to see what he does, especially in the short sprints. Again, Will Sumner, We I have down in the 800. Corey, you mentioned earlier, Juliet um, Roisin. We have Kate Peters in there, uh, Michaela Rose in the 800 meters, also Isis Grant. So just even looking at the dock here, it just looks fantastic. It's going to be a strong field. And and to, to keep in mind that U20s, typically that's an age of college freshmen. So you'll see yes. college freshmen that are still of age competing at U20s, uh, looking to get that ticket. Ashley, anything you want to add here? Anyone stand out to you uh, particularly? I'll add in more about Jordan Anthony, actually, because I talked to him earlier this season and he had told me that he was looking forward to U20s. It's interesting to keep in mind. So he is a senior. He's going to be playing football next year at Kentucky. And so the summer, that's when you have all your off-season workouts and all that preparing for, um, you know, the upcoming fall season. So he'll be looking to hopefully make this U20s team in the midst of, you know, all this, you know, trying to get, you know, with the team and stuff in Kentucky. So I think that's interesting to think about as well. Yeah. For for a lot of the stars that enter into U20s, this unquestionably is the best field, the best fields, the best races you're ever going to be in. I mean, when you look at, you already talked about the 200, Olivia, Shanti Jackson, uh, Mabur Peterson, Madison White, uh, Autumn Wilson. I mean, mm, that, that yeah. that's not an easy race and you go through rounds. I think uh, this will really... Um, the iron right gets forged in the fire uh, by performing in in these events, and I think, uh, particularly in Shanti's case, I think she hasn't had an opportunity to really qualify for worlds yet, and that would be a big stepping stone for her. Um, but I think all of them are are capable. I think one one guy I'm actually kind of interested to see how he does. Um, he is a college freshman at, at the University of Washington. Is Nathan Green. Uh, he broke four. He reached an NCAA championship final. Um, he's probably the guy I would look at in the 1500, maybe to, to, to qualify, get a great shot there. Connor Burns is going to be in the 1500 as well. Justin Walkle, we saw yeah. him last year. Uh, Mia Barnett in the 1500 probably is the favorite there. Ellie Shea, Ellie Shea of, of Boston, 1500, 3K. And the 5K. She's entered in all of them. Let's see if she makes the team. I don't know if she's going to scratch one or not, but she is looking to do that. Um, and then the the only other ones I kind of wanted to mention here is uh, um, Michaela Rose. We saw her at Adidas. She was out there with uh, her brother and her yeah. team. Um, season is not finished yet for the LSU freshman. She is looking to compete in the 400-meter hurdles. And uh, we've seen her run that very often, and, and she's very talented. So... We'll see what happens, but I, I'm excited to see what what goes down. This this is the biggest meet that these kids can can run in. 
Um, oftentimes, there's not really fans there, though, right? So it's what, what do you, Olivia? Do you have a U20 experience? I I wanted to ask you, like, what, what are your thoughts here? You were obviously at that level. Um, what's it feel like? Yes, it was really interesting. Uh, I made the team back in 2012. That's when we were in Barcelona. We were in Barcelona, Spain. Um, it's really interesting because that's when I was finishing up my freshman year at Texas A&M. So again, like you said, Corey, you're running against high school kids. And some of them I knew just because obviously with the transition and some of them I didn't know. Um, but it was exciting to just have that interaction with the younger athletes. And again, you do have those rounds and especially just, just speaking from the college perspective, um, they had a long season. Like we talked about Mia Barnett. She's been running training for who knows how long, same thing with Michaela Rose. So for a lot of them, they're getting to this part of their season where they could be pretty much tired, but you just got to keep pushing through it. And again, this meet's going to take place in August, right? Or July, it's later in the summer. So I they're going to yeah, have an extremely, yeah. extremely long season. So the fact that this is something where they had to have conversation with their coaches saying, hey, these are my goals. This is what we're looking for. You might have to adjust your training um, accordingly. But it was just so much fun competing at trials and then making that team and being able to represent the United States. Obviously, it's just an honor and to be able to compete, it's just been extraordinary. So I remember in Spain won the gold in the four by four. And then I believe I finished second in the 200 meters. So it was a really great experience to be able to not only be able to compete, but also bring home medals as well. I was trying to stall Olivia. Cause I did find a photo of you in a USA Jersey. Um, oh my I'm, gosh. I'm currently slacking Are you about Nico. to put it up? <laughs> I don't know if he's seen it, but, <laughs> but, it would be lovely to put this up on the screen right now. Olivia looking oh, like, go. oh, there we go. Yes. Olivia Pone. Oh, Look at that. Look at USA you. Oh, vibes. I, USA vibes. I think that was after, that had to be the prelim of the 200. So <laughs> there were a lot of rounds in Spain too. But man, I can't believe you found that photo. Hey, it's hey. There. The Somewhere. Of you would dig it for Google. it. There we go. There we go. Great way to end the show. Uh, ladies, thank you so much. Um, for everyone watching, this will be our last show, at least for a week. We'll come back. You know, we got AU coming up. Uh, I know we all love that. <laughs> uh, but stay tuned. We have plenty of content on the milestone over the next couple of weeks. And uh, summer club season starts officially at this point forward. So get ready. Any, any other thoughts before we leave? Olivia? It was anything? a great show. Awesome. It was, like I said, awesome to meet Ashley, be with you guys in North Carolina. So... We will be back in Greensboro in a month. It yep. was hot yes. this past weekend, hot. so It'll I can only be imagine. Too. Yeah, it'll be hotter in a month. Awesome, so. awesome possum. We will be back <laughs> with On the Line in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. Bye.